Alright guys, welcome back to Epic Soup's Punchline. My name is Epic Soup. And welcome to episode 2. The big 2. We turn 2. Oh my gosh, look at us. Second episode. You know, so far I've been doing this, you know, <laughs> in a row. Can't complain that I missed because I haven't. Here I am. Alright, I'm going to start it off like this. If you guys want more of me, if you just can't get enough, you can find me on Twitter. Underscore Epic Soup underscore YouTube Epic Soup Twitch The Epic Soup Instagram Just Epic Soup and TikTok underscore Epic Soup underscore. That's all of the the fillings I want to put out there. So how are you guys doing? I'm doing awesome. I had a pretty good week. Um, really, really enjoying the support I've gotten from the first episode. We're doing really good. Right now we're five star reviewed on Apple Podcast, so that's awesome. We're five star reviewed on Spotify. And, uh, you know, I got a couple of listeners out there. Apparently, it gets more more detailed after the third episode, which, you know, we got one more to go. But so far, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I love seeing the interaction. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyways, let's start off this week's episode with talking about video game moments of the week. So, on Wednesday, Nintendo dropped a Splatoon 3 Direct. So let's go over of what they showed and what's new compared to the, the last game, Splatoon 2. So I'm here. He's reading. And let's talk about Salmon Run. I played a little bit of Splatoon 2, not too much. I got into it. I like Turf War a lot, but who doesn't like Turf War? But people, people like Salmon Run. I played Salmon Run a couple times. It was pretty fun. I just wish it was a mode that was always kind of available because I feel like people would put way more hours into that game if that was available. Can you imagine that? So, Salmon Run is a co-op mode that sees teams of four players against waves of freaky Salmonoid enemies. It's returning in Splatoon 3, which is obviously, I feel like that game would have gotten a lot of backlash if, if Salmon Run wasn't back. But, as of right now, it's 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 like Splatoon 2 was. Um, Splatoon 2, I don't know how it worked. I don't remember exactly, but Salmon Run wasn't always available. It was certain times, certain days of the week, certain hour. It seems like it's about to do the same here. But they also... They also added, like, a new map to it. Um, so you get to play it to this, on, on this Eiffel Tower-inspired building um ripped from its foundations and wedged upside down in a giant pit <laughs> but that's that's kind of cool you know um and it, and it fits the world theme because like the world is kind of like kind of like this this destroyed or abandoned type of city right and then you're you you're just going around these wastelands sort of and it's pretty cool because the first two games, it wasn't, it was like the complete opposite. It was like already like a very populated city filled with like inklings and like the octolings or whatever. And it was just full, full of life. This one seems like it's going the complete opposite way. And I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I'm probably going to be picking this one up to try it out. Hopefully invest me more than the, than the first two games i played the first one on wii u a little bit but i definitely had more time with the second one. Second one was pretty fun um once they kind of stopped the support for it i kind of like dipped out but it was fun while while i was there they did also say that all the old weapons from splatoon 2 are coming back 
And I ain't gonna lie, those those weapons were pretty lit, but they are adding a bunch of new weapons. So the tri stinger, uh, the tri stringer can fire simultaneously in three directions to send out charge shots that momentarily freeze before exploding. So it's kind of it kind of reminded me of like a shotgun type of weapon, right? So it gives wide range, but you kind of have to be close to them in order to do damage or knock them out. Um, but it's cool. So it it it, it freezes shots it freezes your enemies with a shot and then explodes um the next one is the ink back um it has a big nozzle that can inhale ink from enemies attack and send it right back so that's pretty cool someone's firing you about to take you out pull that sucker out you know take all their ink and the counter attack will be way more powerful than when they were shooting at you so they'll just be gone they'll just be gone in a big giant ball of ink of ink um next up we got the crab tank it, it's a modified version of the triple ink strike um i don't remember exactly what the triple ink strike is but it, it's, it sounds like it did a lot of uh a lot of damage and then there's another weapon called the big bubbler and the zip caster um yeah so the game comes out in august no, no, they get August. No, the threat came out August. The game comes out in September, so we're a month or probably less away. Um, and there's gonna be DLC being added, just like how the the second game did. So there's gonna be a lot of content for this game for years to come. They're probably gonna do another um, what's it called? What's what's that one DLC? It was a new DLC, and it was like pretty big. It added like a bunch of levels. It's probably gonna do something like that. And it seems like these worlds are just so much bigger. This game looks a little bit prettier too. Like it looks exactly like Splatoon 2, but it look, there's just something about it that just looks pretty pretty cool. Um, and there's also a lot of more online components here. So you could like visit your friends like lobbies in a way, and you see what they're doing. You know, they you see them move, and you could like mess them up like in a game they're in. So like let's say they're doing um turf war and you can just go to like their little inkling and just mess mess with them type of thing it's gonna be pretty cool it's gonna be pretty cool i can't wait to try this one out it's almost here probably picking this up and then i'll be talking about it but um oh my gosh the customization the customization like you could do way more cons customization and you could have like sets so like if you're tired of using one set you switch over to the other you don't have to go back switch every single clothing over it's just saved you just click on it select it and it's there it's there so that's pretty cool nice improvement of life there is a public beta coming out august 27th that will let you try out the mode between a set time of course and that that's awesome more more new stages new stages um i'm not sure if they said the past stages are returning i don't think they said that but there's new stages and they look pretty fun so yeah splatoon 3 is almost here guys make sure you pick that up you know not sponsored by nintendo oh here it is here's the here's the release date september 9th 2022 there you go 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 play splatoon it's gonna be fun definitely better than halo infinite for my next set of news i've got Guys, what is going on with the PlayStation 5 store right now? Let's talk about it. So, if you notice, I don't know if you guys noticed, you go onto the PlayStation 5 store, 
and you just see a bunch, a bunch of random games, like random games that cost, you know, from pennies to five dollars, cheap games that are used in it for a quick sale. And these games are just full of easy to get trophies. And you know, if you're a trophy hunter, that's cool, I guess, but bro, not at not at the compromise of like the store just being flooded with these cheap you know, five three dollar games. Like and the main talking point here, there's literally a game called Press X for Trophies. Like what? Why? Why? If you're gonna play a game, you need to try for the trophies. And it's like a cheap game. There's another there's a couple here, ninety nine cents. You're just pressing a button to get a trophy? I just feel like if that's gonna be the case, trophies need to have more worth. Or like if they're gonna do that, a game needs to be like a certain amount of length. Or find a way to, you know, see the progress and and, and, and limit these companies with these trophies. Because a platinum for a ninety-nine cents game that you literally press X for a trophy? Sony needs to get more strict with this. They need to get more strict with this because this is ridiculous. I don't want my PlayStation 5 store filled with just jumbles of messy games that aren't even games. You're just pressing X. I don't want that. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. This is, this is shovelware. It's worse than the Wii, man. Not even the Wii was doing that. Like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> There's another here. Another one. My name is Mayo and Mr. Masagi. Like, is this small developers trying to get on there and trying to make big money just because it has trophies, low effort trophies? This can't be doing this. This, this is not tolerable, man. Games should be a little, a little bit, a, a bit of challenge. A bit of challenge. You can't just press X for trophies, man. I hate to just keep talking about it. It's ridiculous. I just had to add it because, like, really? Nobody wants to play that, bro. Nobody wants to play that. Nobody wants to play that. Um, Let's talk about Microsoft claiming Sony is blocking rights for games on Game Pass. Sony is... Is 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 kind of messing with Microsoft here. So last week, Microsoft argued to Brazilian regulators that Call of Duty was not an essential series, while Sony protested that it was. This week, Microsoft Brazil accused PlayStation manufacturer of trying to inhibit growth of Game Pass. And and you know, I'm not even surprised that Sony is doing this because they know. Damn, you know, Microsoft is about to have Sony. We touched a little bit of this last week. But apparently, um, Microsoft is not the only one they're messing with. They're messing with Google Stadia, which, you know, Google Stadia could have its own episode, honestly. Um, And similar services. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about maybe Amazon Luna or maybe, I don't know, maybe things on Nintendo. They haven't said anything about Nintendo. They're probably leaving them alone, but I wouldn't be surprised at the same time. 
So Sony is kind of like in a corner right here because like we touched on last week, Call of Duty is big for Sony. They that's something that if they want consoles to sell, they need to have it on their platform. Not sure how much of that is correct, but a lot of people just buy PlayStation consoles basically for Call of Duty. It's a Call of Duty machine for them. Um so it, I guess it is kind of an essential game for Sony, but at the same time, you know, they'll be fine without it. They don't need Call of Duty on their platform. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Like, will more people probably buy Xbox consoles? Yes. But so it's not like Sony needs it. Sony's already got a bunch of exclusives. Final Fantasy, all their first-party exclusives that are, like, insane. Like... And now they started stepping into PC, so they don't need it. They don't need it. They just released Spider-Man Remastered on PC, which is a way better version than the PS5 because it's on PC. You could do a widescreen and all that, you know, without some of the limitations consoles have. So that's... They don't need Call of Duty. They don't need Call of Duty. If anything, they could just make... I know they have an IP. I don't remember the name, but it was sort of like... Call of Duty. We they could make a first part, uh, first person, and it could work. It could work. I'll buy it. Screw it, man. I'll buy it. It's from Sony. It couldn't be too bad. Next up, we got uh, Sega claims that Sonic Frontiers won't be delayed. Let's talk about Sonic Frontiers. I've, I've been wanting to talk about Sonic Frontiers. So, so why is Nintendo? Well, I guess Sega sent them this for their direct, but <laughs> anybody that doesn't know how that works. It says, how is Nintendo making a better Sonic Frontiers trailer than than Sega? <laughs> like, if you look at that trailer on the Nintendo Direct, that came out, like, what, a month or two ago? Yo, Sonic Frontiers looks wild. It looks wild. Like, they got Sonic just actually running... And doing platforming, like it, it doesn't look like like just is this world is empty. And then they they got the cyberspace levels, which is you know the tra the traditional modern Sonic levels with with like the booths and the platforming. And, it's, and you know it's more linear than obviously the open world zone. Like, but but Sega is claiming that it won't be delayed. I don't think it's gonna be delayed. I never. I never thought it would be delayed. Um, this game definitely is coming out this year. It looks really good, at least by the last trailer. There's going to be more more gameplay coming out August 23rd on GamesCon. So, you know, I'm going to be watching that. Um, it is coming out for the Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. I wonder how those PC mods are going to be. That's what I'm wondering. And I also wonder... Well, we saw it running on Switch a little bit. It looks very smooth, but I... I know I know the Xbox Series XS and PS5 versions are going to and the PC version they're definitely going to be running at 60 frames like no no doubt but Switch is probably going to be stuck at a lower resolution just cuz it is an open world game and it's a Sonic game you know he goes fast so he's going to be running maybe like 900p 30 frames um a lot of people played it and they're saying it was a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun. They enjoyed the game. And 
they said in this interview at least so we realize a lot of people are watching the videos online and making assumptions but we do feel confident based on the place test results from target demographic that are coming in and playing the game start to finish they really like the game and we're confident that we're making a game that would be satisfying so that's that's exciting that's really good to hear it makes me more excited for the game definitely a day one pickup for me i'll probably get it for the ps5 just so i could have that better resolution and the better frame rate and who knows what other feature the PS5 may have. But I'm definitely getting on PS5. It'll be a lot of fun. I love Sonic games. Um, Sonic can also have his own episode, honestly. Let's talk about Sonic for a little bit. Just because we're here. We need a good Sonic game, guys. We need a good Sonic game. Sonic Colors came out. That was a mess at launch. How the Wii version better? The Wii version was a lot of fun. The game before Sonic Colors Remastered. What was it? What was it? Sonic, Sonic Forces. I didn't play Sonic Forces. The when they first announced the price, I was kind of like drawn off like forty dollars for a Sonic game. That's weird. Then the reviews came out, and I was like, yeah, no. You basically just hold boost to win. I didn't like that. You know, the story didn't do it for me either. It was like, oh my gosh, Sonic's dead. We all know he ain't die. They showed off that he was alive the first ten minutes. <laughs> like the trailer looked really cool, and then they just they just showed everything else. I was like, this does not look right. It looked rushed. It looked unfinished. <laughs> Reviewed terribly. But at the same time, I just feel like the last Sonic game that we got, this is what it feels like with Sonic Generations. And I like Generations, but you know, after you play that so many times, kind of you just get tiring. Um, and, and you just want something new. You just want something new. So that's that on Sonic. Can't wait for Sonic Frontiers though. It looks good. I'm glad they're actually taking their time. But if they do need to delay for some reason, delay it. Take your time. Don't don't make it a bad game. I have a lot of faith in this game. So yeah. Um, The Last of Us Part One comes out in August. I believe August twenty third, twenty nine, something like that. Um, honestly, my opinion, my opinion. Don't hate me. I don't know why they're working on this game. I really don't. Um, I get it's maybe the, they're testing the limitations of the PS5, but, you know, the game was good on PS3 with the DLC. The game got a remaster on the PS4, 1080p. I thought it was just fine. I thought the game looked good already. Um, I seen the trailers for this remaster. It's just, they just took the models from The Last of Us Part Two. Or just re, re, you know, remade the first game's models, but they look, they already looked fine. There wasn't really much of a difference that I saw. Like you know, this is good for someone who's never ever played the games. But at this point, if you haven't played The Last of Us, like Reggie says, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm being serious. Um. It's one of the best games out there, story-wise, gameplay-wise. I thought it was fine about everything about it. I don't know why they're remaking, uh, remastering it for PS5. We could already play it on PS5. Just you know, launch the Last of One, the Last of Us Part One remastered. It's out. You could do it right now if you really want to. You don't have to have to wait. Um, I was wrong about the launch date, by the way. It comes out September second. Um, but you know, I thought the story was fine. If you're in it for the gameplay of Last of Us 2, go play The Last of Us 2. I thought the gameplay for, La for Part 1 was fine. 
I don't know what else they could change to make it such a different experience, in my opinion. Maybe if this was like a PS2 game, obviously, you know, but it isn't. It's a PS3 game that still holds up pretty well, control-wise, graphic-wise. You go back and play this on a PS3, you, you'll be fine. You won't miss a single thing. If you want to buy this, go buy it. I just don't see the point in it, honestly. Um, so that's all for the video game news I got this week. Um, not a lot happened. It was a pretty chill week besides, you know, the Splatoon 3 Direct that came out. Um, PlayStation 5 Store. I needed to talk about that because it's a mess. I needed to get the word out there. It's a mess. You know, Microsoft claims Sony's blocking rights for games. I'm not surprised. It's Sony. Sonic Frontiers, lots of faith. Last of Us Remake, why? <laughs> Here's a new segment I'm going to be doing weekly. Um, I don't have a specific name for it. It's just called, Here are 10 games in a series. That's what I'm calling it for now. 10 games in a series. This week's topic, main series Pokemon games. And what I got to say about them. These are not in order. These are 100% my opinion. If you are offended... I'm sorry. And here we are. I'm going to go through them. 10 games. I picked 10. Random order. Not random order. Um, I made this list, so it's not random. But and, and just because, you know, there's a certain number doesn't mean I feel like they're terrible games. But uh, number 10 I got on my list. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. They just copied and pasted Yellow Story into a Switch game. Why would they do that? Um, I feel like if they were going to go back to Kanto, it should have just been original. Maybe not set exactly like <laughs> Yellow did. You literally go, start a lot. You start off in Trainer Red's house, mind you. You go to the lab. They give you a Pikachu. You deliver a parcel. And your rival is basically a nicer Gary. Why? Like I said, they're going to back. To, if they're going back to Kanto, they could have been original about it. Make it a new story, maybe set, you know, a couple years after Gold and Silver. Not trying to fit in the timeline between the original games and Gold and Silver. It just didn't work for me. And then on top of that, they added Gary to the main story. So it's like they were trying to change it. But it was still very similar. You still go fight Team Rockets uh, at the tower, the the Self Selfco Tower. Um, you know, you still go up to where the ghost is, and you still go up and fight the ghost. What's that? The cemetery. Oh my gosh, what's that city? What's that city where the where the where the, where the ghost tower is, cemetery is? I don't remember right now. But it's literally the same gems, same order. The only thing they did different was they added Mega Evolution at a certain point. Um, and, you know, Red does appear in the story. You get to battle him and Leaf Leaf appears in the story too. She's like, she was never in the original games. So that's pretty cool. I like, the, I like how they added, you know, Leaf into the games finally. Like, she's a character, like, in the universe. And but everything else is the same. It was the same. It was literally the same. Um, at the end of the game... They do this 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 challenge. You go around, fight 151 trainers, 153 because Mel Metal and Mel Tank, 
but this is it. This is not original enough for me. You know, I got them day one. I enjoyed them because you know, they were nostalgic, but it was it was just the same. I couldn't play them again. One time was enough. Next, uh, number nine, I got Pokemon X and Y. Honestly, like these games, they were hyped. Oh my gosh, finally the transition to 3D. Awesome. Oh my gosh, look at this 3D Pikachu. Oh my gosh, I can you know I can move around with a circle pad and and, and, and you know, all around do a whole 180. But my only issue with X and Y. Team Flare could have been more intimidating. They they just throw you off with these like more fashion than evil. Like their mi like their mission, their goal was to basically destroy the world, kind of reset it with like the war that happened like years ago. But they were the game was was too easy. I didn't I couldn't take them serious. And the way they were like dressed and stuff with the sunglasses and the the, the orange suits. I don't know, why why do you need to do all that? Give me a serious villain. I know it's a Pokemon game, but bro, we had Team Rocket, we had Team Galactic, we had Team Plasma. This is the best I can come up with. It was too easy. You were over leveled most of the game, and the, the, and post game there was just not much to do in my opinion. I feel like they 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 just left a lot of things out. Um, usually these you know games for generation have three three legendary Pokemon as a trio. They took the original Kanto birds, Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. They used those instead. There was a cave you can catch Mewtwo in. I get they added, you know, Mega Evolution for Mewtwo and stuff, but there was just nothing else to do. Um, I only like a certain amount of Pokemon, like the Pancham line. You know, it's pretty cool. I love them. Um, the starters are cool. Even even uh, Fennekin, Fennekin's final evolution. I didn't have a problem with Delphox. That's Delphox, right? I don't remember. Um, but I, I, I thought the design was alright. People don't like it. Probably because it stands on two feet. People don't like that. Um, next up, I got the OG, original red, green, blue, and yellow. It was just really unbalanced for me. Um, at least the red, green, and blue the sprites were just ugly. Alakazam. You had Alakazam. You could literally just kick everyone's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. But this game was really unbalanced. I know it's the first game in the series, so you know they were kind of like limited, and they, you know, they, they, that's when they were figuring things. I don't blame them, but for me, those, that's the reason. Um, you couldn't, you only had a certain amount, amount of space in your bag, so you, you know, you had to throw a bunch of things out at times, and it was just very annoying, very annoying. Next, I got the original Diamond and Pearl remakes. I just felt like these games, it was, they were kind of slow. They were slow. I feel like they were missing more features that Platinum added. Um, there was there was just a lack of fire types. I think you can only get two sets of fire types. And that was one of the starters, Chimchar, Monferno, Infernape. And then you got the Ponyta line, which is just Ponyta and Rapidash. Other than that, you would have to transfer from the games that came later on, like maybe Gold and Silver, or get to post-game. Where you could transfer the ones from the Game Boy Advance over. That was my only gripe with, with you know Diamond and Pearl. I just felt like they were slow, missing some features. Hey, Platinum was awesome though. Next up, I got Sword and Shield. The DLC completes it for me, honestly. If it wasn't for the, for the Crown Tundra and the Isle of Armor, I <laughs> the games would have been a like a drag. Um. Yeah, it was just missing a lot of, you know, the whole 
Pokédex thing before the games even came out. This is like, oh wow, a lot of my favorite Pokémon's just ain't make the cut. And then you know, not even with the with the post DLC, not post game DLC, the DLC. Um, but the wild area was a lot of fun. I liked exploring it. Um, it was the only game where I had fun completing the Pokédex, just because like you just go around. I was just running into Pokémon, catching them. The way some Pokémon evolved was really fun. Um, Dynamax and Gigantamax is awesome. I didn't like the post game with like the two Sword and Shield dudes. They were whack. I didn't like them. Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon. Um, Kahuna challenges were really fun. I love the art style. The story was pretty good. Um, I just my only gripe with this generation is really the Ultra Sun and Moon. They didn't really change the story much. Um, they just added you know, Rainbow Rocket was a lot of fun. I like going back and seeing the older foes from the past games that was a lot of fun they have legendaries because they come from universes that they actually won so that was fun um they kind of had slight story differences but for the most part they were they were pretty much the same um i just feel like ultra sun and moon was what sun and moon should have been um if anything we needed a maybe like a black to white to type of thing and that would have completed this generation for me that would have been pretty fun but other than that <laughs> Yeah, it was alright. Pokemon Sun and Moon were, they were they were cool. They were cool. Pokemon Emerald is king. Great Pokedex. They got the Battle Frontier. Great story. The game is difficult enough, honestly. If you don't train up, sometimes you know the gym leaders will kick your butt. Music trumpets are awesome. They're fire. They're like heaven in your ear. The Pokedex, the cast of the Pokemon for this generation. Oh my gosh, delicious. Like. Oh my gosh, you just never want the game to end. It's the first Pokemon game to have like a cutscene when Dialga, not Dialga, oh my gosh, Kyogre and Groudon are going at it. And and Rayquaza comes from the sky and it's like, hey yo, cut it out. Y'all behaving like kids right now. Y'all need to cut it out. Uh, next up, we got Hard Gold and Soul Silver. Fantastic Pokemon game, in my opinion. It's, it's definitely up there if I had a list. Fantastic post game. It's difficult enough main game. So much content filled to the brim. You got a Battle Frontier, like how Diamond and Pearl had. Um, you can go back and explore the Kanto region and do another set of gym challenges. That you got red, trainer red and po like and once you do everything, the Elite Four is actually pretty, you know, difficult. Pokemon follow you, the online features like this game, oh, this is the game that I need to for Switch, man. Give me Pokemon Gold and Silver remake. Let's go Johto. I'll take Let's Go Johto, man. So much content in this game. I love it. I love it. Next up, I got Pokemon Black Two and White Two expands the stories of the first game, which is already oof, fantastic enough. It's never boring. I never have a, I'm never bored playing Generation Five. It's, it's they're fun. I love the sprite artwork, the Pokemon designs. It's, it's a lot of fun. I love how. So much facial expressions these these animated sprites have. It's 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 awesome. And uh, white two and black two bring back Pokemon from past games. Unlike black and white, which had an original 151, I think that's what it was. And that's all you got in the main game. You couldn't you know see the older Pokemon until you beat the game, and you could only do it with the new Pokemon at the time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, number one. We got Legends Arceus. Come on, guys. It's an open... The first 
ever open world Pokemon game. Um, it's not open world where you can just do everything in any order like that, but it is, you know, you got five different open areas that you could explore and just go anywhere in those areas and just catch Pokemon. You can go, uh, go as soon as you get your level five Pokemon, just go out. And I remember the first field, there was like a level 53 Rapidash, huge level 53 Rapidash. Of course, it's going to kick your butt. It's going to use Hyper Beam on you. But, you know, if you don't get caught, you have a chance to throw a Pokeball and catch it. So you just could be kind of like OP. It's like the first 10 minutes of the game. It's, it's pretty cool. That frame, you know, 360 no-scope Pokeball throw, it ain't no joke. The story is great. I love how they they talk about the legendary Pokemon, time, space, and Garatina. And then just like, oh my gosh, something created all of them. Arceus. Oh, amazing. This is what they need to do moving forward, which I hope they keep a lot of these features in Scarlet and Violet and more Pokemon games moving forward. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be doing a top 10 what game series, whatever game series weekly. Um, had a lot of fun talking about it. You know, obviously, I said, they're not in order. They're my opinion. If you're hurt, I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's go talk wrestling. What happened this week? Uh, what would I change in some things, right? Let's start off with the women's tag team tournament. Who should win? Honestly, I could see not anybody on this on this tournament. I don't think anybody in this tournament. Or no, scratch that. I think there's a team that's gonna win, and I feel like it should be Bailey's team of Dakota Kai and EU Sky. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. They look phenomenal. Great wrestling styles from both of them. Can't wait to see what else they can do. I saw their match against Tamina and Dana Brooke. They looked really good in the ring. Like, they're so technical. They they work together great. Like, even as they're, like, in between tags, it's just crazy. I guess it's so, so to see them win. But I feel like if they win, I, I, still, I still feel that's what they're waiting for. At least what Triple H is waiting for to bring back. Sasha Banks and Naomi. They kind of had to. Whoever wins this tournament has to face them. Let's be honest. Triple H is on a rehiring spree. Hitrow just came back. Karrion Cross just came back. Like he's hiring everyone Vince fired. Next, I got Miz versus Styles. Really good and long match. Made both wrestlers look really good. Needs to, but it, the storyline between these two needs to end. Needs to end. And I took notes on this. And it these notes actually predicted what was happening, in my opinion. I wrote on here, it needs to end. This feud needs to end. I want a proper AJ Styles push. Have him challenge Bobby Lashley. Coming up Monday night, tonight, he's challenging Bobby Lashley for United States Championship. And this can go so many ways. These two are going to have a killer match. Can't wait to watch it. Whoever wins, I don't really care because it's going to be a phenomenal match. See what I did? Ha, ha, ha. Um, wrestling has been so good lately, guys. I haven't been this excited for wrestling in years. It's it's awesome. So, quick little notes, quick notes, quick notes. Shad Gable versus Ziggler. Both look good. Showed off their technical skills. These two had a, had a really solid match. Almost as being pushed like a beast. 
against unknown quotation talent. You know, just low card guys, city guys from their from their respective city, small, little independent wrestling. No, they're, they're trying to make it big. I don't blame them, but almost as it's destroying them. Ciampa versus Lashley. Oh my God, they could have fought forever. Lashley looked like a monster. Just like he was just kicking out of everything this man was throwing at him. It was wild. Lashley looked like a beast. Um, in the match. Um, with Tamina, Dana Brooke versus Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Tamina looked like she looked more aggressive. This is the type of Tamina they need. They need to they need to bring out her Samoan roots. She's technically part of the bloodline, not really, but you know she is in the family. She needs to look strong. She looked strong in this match. Um, they didn't have to let her win. They were, I was fine with them losing, but Tamina looked good. Dana Brooke even looked good. She had she had a bunch of offense on there too. One thing I don't like about Raw. Just I need to talk about this a little bit. Can we get over the Mysterios looking like chumps? <laughs> Why are they out here getting beat up every other week? Especially Dominic. I can't take him serious. I feel like even if he were to turn heel, I couldn't take this man serious just because, like, of the image they put on him. Like, dude, you look like a, you still look like a kid in, like, a 20-year-old's body, bro. I don't know. And I don't hate him. I just hate the way they're, they kind of... I like putting him on TV. I don't hate him. I think Dominic is a great wrestler. But he could do more. He could do more. Um, separate him from his dad. Let him do his own thing. And, and I'm not saying put him with the 24-7 title stuff. You know, dude, have him in solo matches without his dad. Actually win. Do his own thing. Like, he, right now, I just know him because he was, he's, he's Rey Mysterio's kid. <laughs> being honest, I'm sorry if that sounds like a little harsh, but I'm just being honest. And made the Judgment Day not suck or disband them already. I feel like as soon as they started losing when they were with Edge, I just like, okay, well, I can't take them serious because they just lose every week. And then they started losing to the Mysterios. So it was like, you guys are supposed to be like, you know, an intimidating faction. You got Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley. And then you had Edge at the time. Like, how could you guys lose? How could you guys lose? I don't know. It made no sense. I I, I was over the judgment they had as soon as it started. <laughs> the Kevin Owens show is back. You saw Kevin Owens ain't playing. He said, we got new management. Things aren't the same. I've been made a, made a fool all these past these past years. Kevin Owens show is back. I'm serious. He's probably going to go for the heavyweight championship again. I, I, don't, I don't see him going for the mid-card titles. The Street Profit tension is there. I feel like these guys are going to break up pretty soon. They've been teasing it. They both saying, we'll never break up. But I feel like Montez Ford is going to be the one to split them up. Because he's doing like his own thing. He's looking real good on the ring. On his own. Like, like This man is a good-ass wrestler. They're both really good, honestly. Um, They keep losing to Rollins. So maybe... I feel like next time we're going to see them face Rollins. They're going to split. Or probably at, at a pay-per-view. They're definitely splitting. And they, these two can go far on their own. Like, they're both good wrestlers. They know how to work with people. They know how to make a match entertaining. Uh, even in the solo run, these guys are good. They're straight. Have them come back as a reunion. couple years. They'll be fine. Um, Those are the main news I got in this episode. Time to unwind the mind. Um, to unwind the mind 
It's going to be something I'll be doing up towards the end of the podcast each week. Just to make it make things a little bit different. Um, So for this week, I got some fun facts of the week for you guys. Did you know almonds are a member of the peach family? I know, I was shocked to researching this. If you were to crack open a peach pit, you notice the inside looks very similar to an almond. They're actually the seed of a fruit from the almond tree. That's that's cool to know. Who who knew that? Who knew that? Almonds are a member of the peach family. That's that's cool. How? Peaches are fruit. And I, I, I make it made no sense. It makes no sense, but it makes sense. Um, other fun fact I got like fingerprints. Everyone's tongue is different. This one I didn't know. I thought I don't. I don't even think of tongue prints honestly. I mean, I guess we have them. I guess if you were to like, you know, drink water or like your tongue is like really wet and you just like, for example, place it on paper, I guess you would see a print. But I never thought about them being like fingerprints. So that's pretty cool. Next up to end the podcast, I got trick questions of the week. I'm not going to be answering them until the next episode. So let me know in the comments if you guys got it. Okay, number one. If you drew a red rock into a green sea, what would it come back as? Let me know in the comment section below. We'll give you the answer next week. Question number two. If you were running a race and passed a person in second place, what place would you be in now? Bom, bom, bom. You don't know. You don't know. Third question. What moves faster, heat or cold? <laughs> you guys let me know in the comments section. But that's all I got for you guys this week. You know, pretty pretty good episode. 42 minutes. Pretty good, pretty good. Hopefully, I did better than last time. I, you know what? No. That's what I. That's what anybody says. I did do better than last time. Actually, last time I did good too. So obviously you came back. <laughs> no, let me stop. Um, that's that's gonna do it with uh, with this week's podcast episode, guys. Um, if you guys enjoyed, you know, don't forget to leave a review, like in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Um, I'll see you guys next time with more video game wrestling news, more fun facts. My name is Epic Soup. You guys have a good rest of your week. Happy Monday morning. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same channel. Epic Soup is out.